Beardy and the Beast, The Second Wall. This is placeholder intro song. As we continue our water cooler discussion of Carolyn Tuesday. Today we'll be discussing episodes th four through six, and there will be light spoilers for the first six episodes. If you missed the first episode, please check that out as we'll be following up with questions raised there. With me, of course, is the harmony of the duo, Drew. Hey! Please like, subscribe, comment on your platform of choice, all of which can be found at birdieandthebeast.com. So, Drew, thoughts on 4 to 6? Uh, I guess overall, uh, can I buy Conflict, please? <laughs> uh, no, to be honest, it was really good. Um, I, I especially liked 4, which I felt kind of more throwaway. Um... But it was very heartwarming and like there was a lot of togetherness. So yeah. I guess like there was a lot of emotional satisfaction in four and parts of six. Um but overall in its entirety, like not not seeing any conflict is throwing me off. M mind you, in a typical setting, I would have likely binged through past this point on my first day of watching this for any other series so yeah. this one's kind of tough to say yeah no that's that's fair um episode four of course um the making of the ultimate music video um and i tell it, you it was the ultimate music video like it was bad but it was my style yeah like i really well, enjoyed like it, just the just the way that it's progress through the different scenes everything was random we got zombies we got sports cars like <laughs> oh. giant robots <laughs> giant robots <laughs> yeah um yeah it's i just like the idea of the them throwing spaghetti at the wall and deciding it all stuck mm. <laughs> um i i really liked um a lot of things in the music video too just the references to other music videos I mean, again, you kind of had that Michael Jackson bad. You had the Ahas um, take on me. That's uh, something I found there. interesting when they were discussing what they wanted in the um, the videos. Like Tuesday was kind of her. The things she wanted were um, like uh, genre or topic plus boys. Um, Carol wanted. Um, essentially remakes of um already existing music videos that have dancing in them yeah um whereas gus he seemed to be referencing movies and mm. heroes as near as i could tell and then roddy was like your your classic old school mvs like take on me and so forth so like picking up there's so many little references in that 30 second period my like my little nostalgia brain, which almost never activates because I'm not a nostalgia guy, was just going like, oh, hey, oh, hey, oh, hey. But it was all in a positive manner. So I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I honestly watched the video a second time because um, <clears throat> I'm like, I, I know there's music references and just kind of went through. It's like, I feel like they might have been referencing money for nothing, but I wasn't 100% certain because there's that really crappy CGI part in the music video and such too that they're doing but i don't think it was quite money for nothing um it could have been because they they did they weren't going for like on the nose yeah they were going light reference so i wouldn't be surprised 
if you did so, like some death of research and you know the director said yeah we slipped some money for nothing in there i mean yeah. that one was even called uh video killed the radio star yeah which i mean that was kind of dear dear to me because uh a lot of the media of our generation just references that all the time oh yeah uh so like anyone anyone in our peer group uh plus or minus seven years would have even if they've never seen the video would understand the reference yeah oh exactly and it, it's the perfect like what other song title choice are you going to choose to have when you're talking about making a music video mm -hmm. it's just it's just the video right you have to just the song so talking like positively about four or five was um it was kind of a step up i actually didn't like that i didn't get to see any progression of angela in four she was absent from it completely yeah um it was kind of throwaway, kind of not. It was more about establishing like the relationships of the the characters within that small group. Yeah. Um, but when we get to five, um, with introduction and more with Angela, and you get to see her developing as well. Not so mm -hmm. much Tao, but uh, six was probably. It had some themes, concepts, and curiosities for me um, more than any other episode so far. Right. Right. Uh, let's let's yeah. talk about five for a second first, right? Let, mm -hmm. um, so, uh, of course, this is their their first concert. Is in that one, the, the little the little coffee house, and I absolutely loved that scene, like. It's little things from um, the owner of the of the speakeasy, um, right? Just like not lighting her smoke while mm. they're playing, like just getting like having someone who literally just does this all the time, never hearing them going, and her being enthralled in it. Um, the the lyrics to the song, of course, very relevant, especially considering her brother ends up coming in and hearing that song oh so 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 right. heartwarming because like i was sitting there and i'm like he's gonna do something and i i could because of the way that they animate it you you can see emotion and yeah. i'm like i know he's not there because he wants to be yeah and then he leaves because he chose to uh chose to and i'm pretty sure uh it's it's either that he like secretly supports what's to what tuesday is doing or is envious of that same freedom yeah because he knows that he's trapped within his life i'm actually hoping to see in uh seven to through nine more of that character develop right all right yeah and it, it's yeah it's just it's so heartwarming and i mean like he comes into a song a song is like someday i'll find my my way home it, mm. It could have been, like, it, I mean, it's it's on the nose, but it works, right? Like, he's hearing it, and it's like, I'll, I'll figure it out. Don't worry, right? So I, I think just the kind of that brotherly aspect is, just, like, you could tell he could see. Yeah, and we'll have trust he, in his little sister. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
and I guess yeah, that, that's kind of the the big point that I wanted to to talk about. Like, I absolutely love that scene and that song. Oh, it it did get. I did have um, kind of breaking out of like the heartwarming part. I did have uh, a get a load of this from Back to the Future kind of feeling. Yeah, I just <laughs> uh, it just like had that moment in my head. Like I mentioned this before. Um, when we were talking previously, where I'll I'll yell things at the TV, things like "no yeah. kiss" or something like that. Yeah, and that's kind of the thing. Throwing a reference at a piece of media I'm watching, like it's listening to me when it's obviously not. Yeah, but I did have that Back to the Future reference thrown <laughs> at it, and then rewarded with the the phone call. Yeah, uh, for the promoter. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, do it," and they didn't, which was nice, but. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> um, and yeah, I guess uh, on to episode six. So a lot happened there for uh, for the girls. Mm-hmm. And the hopefully the introduction of characters Skip and Crystal. Uh, this one had another scene that I really enjoyed. Um when they they were do- dodging uh, Ertagen, um never pronounce his name right, and they go into Skip's trailer, and like they're super spooked out, and I think it was the violin player like puts her foot up so they can't get out, and then he yeah. comes out and just lays some like music sage advice on their butts. Yeah, and I'm just like followed by him going on stage and just like falsetto, like yeah, I. <laughs> Honestly, if I if I wasn't already kind of pulling for Carol and a little bit for Gus, yeah, uh, Skip would probably be my favorite character in this show, <laughs> just from that introduction. Yeah, no, it, it it it's nice to see, like, because and you know we talked about that just in media in general, like that that idea of selling out. It's like, yeah, you're just doing this. You get to a point where you just do it because it's what expe- it's ex- what is expected of you. To have that, someone goes like, "No, I see that," and you know, try not to lose. Mm. Right, right, lose that. Be. You know, people get into this to have that. Exactly. Right. I mean, that being and, said, uh, like, I'd sell out. <laughs> <laughs> Give me enough money. Well, I mean, I think there's, in there's a difference between, I guess there's two different types of selling out. <laughs> yeah, I guess there there is. Right? Um, chasing the popular sound so that you can make money rather than selling your art in a manner that's ultra profitable i think would be the two most roundabout ways to kind of talk about the different forms of selling out yeah yeah exactly Uh, um i don't see carol on tuesday do and if they do it'll be a single episode conflict within season two like if i were to just throw something into the future that's that will be their episode their very small touch base about selling out yeah um so i guess let's just briefly touch on their performance when they're on stage they're um at i I can't imagine going up on stage like I, i understand that 
they weren't the people that they were expecting and such like that. But just to have a hundred thousand people just shit on you, essentially, right? Uh, and, and, and go ahead. Oh no, I was I was just gonna make fun of social media. Um, <laughs> no, they like never really. They they hadn't performed for more than ten people before, and they immediately went up. And there was like you know estimated possibly hundred thousand people who were uh, hostile to them. And they still yeah. get got up, um, still did their thing while dodging like refuse being thrown at them. Like I I've watched a lot of media as of late as we've been ramping uh, up this podcast series, and. Honestly, I I haven't seen a situation that I would consider more emotionally brave. Yeah. Um than them getting up and playing to that crowd like I'd be a wreck. Mm-hmm. Like it would take more more than one bottle of uh Jackson? No, it wasn't Jackson. Uh Jeremy? Joshua. Joshua. All the Js. I was thinking <laughs> uh yeah. Yeah. It would take more than a single bottle of his his secret brew to get get me up there and performing. Yeah. Uh, and, and I mean, uh, the the one thing I know from that is like you know, they didn't let is it they didn't let it get them down when they were performing. You know, they waited till they were off stage. Understandably, had a breakdown, and then um, Crystal, which you know from the first episode, they're both talking about how they're one of He's one of their favorite singers, mm. right? Coming out, it's like, no, don't worry. You know, even if one person heard you, that's good. And I can tell you, one person heard you. Oh, jeez. Right? If if I if I was if I was if it was the right day, yeah, that that would have had me tearing up. Yeah, it, I did. I definitely didn't this time. But if I were to rewatch it, I might. Uh, yeah. I was I was definitely sitting there, and I was I was doing the oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then the response to that like they get approached um by gus and roddy like they're really sad which they obviously were but yeah. then had that turnaround which was entertaining to me yeah and yeah it's just and of course the song unbreakable like it again a little bit on the nose but it, it worked like it's like it's almost like it could have been singing about them like their bond being unbreakable mm. as, as everything was going on so, and again, it doesn't come out of nowhere because they mentioned that song right in the first episode. So, oh, yeah. Crystal's Unbreakable? Yeah. I honestly, I, I I definitely caught up on that, but I was so enthralled in the, the Skip Crystal situation because mm-hmm. they were definitely playing on Skip was talking about Crystal and even said, like, that this is your song. And then yeah. I was like, this is probably a callback because it's an older song of Crystal's. It that was probably a song about Skip Crystal did. Yeah. And then obviously a popular one she has to perform it again. Uh but I I don't think they're together anymore, obviously. They yeah. they seem to have that awkwardness. Yeah. I I agree, like I think it was the callback to Skip, but it's nice that it had meaning. Also, yeah, it, the layers it had the those connections so um so i guess let's kind of go through some of the 
follow up on some of the things that we were asking there before. Okay. Um, so, you did, so you did touch on um, one of your big themes you thought was togetherness. You definitely mentioned that that was there. I think we've kind of mentioned that a couple times as we've been going through the episodes. Um, they're there supporting each other. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think it's safe to say that that's still one of the proper themes. Yeah, uh, and I, I think they're they're still going to be gathering their cohort. Yeah. Uh, I really think Ertajon reluctantly, and I mean, I'd like to see Angela and the girls interact, but I could definitely see them pulling her. Uh, mostly because well, I just I just had a little click in my head. Alright. Uh, one of the primary themes that I see so far, and this this is me finally being able to put it together to work uh, in words, is the people in the show seem to be incomplete. There's seems to be like aspects missing or something missing in their lives, and I think the togetherness is what's going to fill that hole. So, uh, in that aspect, I could see Angela joining them. Uh, right. Yeah. Okay. So, so the big theme again, so yeah, so still togetherness, um, the incompleteness, anything else happening with um, that you're noticing with how everything's interacting, or or those kind of the those just the core things. There was there was an interesting thing that threw me off, and I didn't expect. And I think it might have just been kind of a written throwaway thing. But in episode four, uh, the way that Carol was talking when Gus was kind of like, "Oh yeah, I can arrange some things for you," like. She seemed very skeptical, and in such a manner that, like, I, di I didn't see where that trust kind of changed from episode one to three, where they kind of had some type of trust that he was a capable person that was able to do things to, like, oh, yeah, you're, you're just saying that sort of situation. It was kind of like a single line, but it stuck with me that Carol said, so, like, I'm wondering if that'll become a theme. Uh... But it's hard to say. All right. All right. Um, still not feeling any antagonists? Hmm. No, I... I'm not seeing anything really come together. I think... Uh, maybe the music exec? Can't remember his name. Starts with an H. Uh, I think it starts with an H. Um, it could be Tao. It's still kind of in the same same vein there. That's why I say like want to buy conflict because nothing has developed. It hasn't ramped up. Um, and maybe it's just me being over analytical or looking for things in the series and. Maybe even being slightly disappointed when I don't see them, like common themes, tropes, etc. Because 
I am purposefully overanalyzing things in the show because it's we are recording it for a podcast. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to change this a little bit. I'm gonna I'm gonna lead a little tiny bit here. Okay. Um not hopefully not too much. I just wanna see if it sparks anything. Um you've said multiple times you see Tao as being the main antagonist. Yes. He's one of your lists. So what aspects of that? What what's making that click for you there? The the reason why I stay that say that is because of the absence of a obvious antagonist. Okay. Essentially I would say Tao is the runner up, and because I don't see another one, I'm defaulting to him. So it's not that he has any other qualities. Um like, for all I know, his secret desire is to create the most perfect song ever to, you know, draw in hearts and minds. And the only way he knows how to accomplish that is via AI or some, some grand narrative like that. But, like, I don't see anyone else trying to use the girls. I don't see anyone trying to stop the girls. So, reading ahead, the, the only possible antagonist I see at this point would be Tal even though he's had no interaction with them. Okay. I mean, for all I know, something corny could happen. Like, he hears their song and he completely changes as a human being. Yeah. Uh, he actually said that before, too. <laughs> yeah. If, if that happens, I'm throwing something at the TV and going, oh, come on. But... Right. They, they could do it right, honestly. I, I trust, at this point, only six episodes in... I trust that this series could do something like that in a manner that would not be disappointing to me. Right. Uh, the the way that they develop the narrative and the writing and the visuals, the music, the way that it accompanies it, uh, they could lead me into discovering something like that opposed to just putting it on the nose. Right. And that would be a thousand times better. Yeah, of course. Um, the uh, Ertigen, I know we didn't get as much of him, but there was the little bits there. There was a lot in that li- yeah. in those little bits. Yeah. Uh, the primary one that I saw, he had like two lines in episode four. Yeah. And one of those lines probably had the, the most character-defining thing out of anything that he said uh, in the series so far to me. Um I can't remember exactly what he said, but the connotation of that is that he was treating Roddy as a little brother, mm. uh, as like as a little sibling, opposed to you know just the person who programmed the AI for a song or whatnot. Yeah, it's it something like anything for you, Roddy. Lots yeah, of stuff yeah. For the girls. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like it, it really gave me that feeling, and I had like an oh, that's actually like you know I'd do that for a little brother, and then. Yeah. You know, I'd probably freak out when they returned my car exploded, which I don't understand how they expl- they obtained explosives on their budget for that music video, but no, whatever, <laughs> I'll give it to them. Oh, I remember lending a friend a car and it coming back with like this big <laughs> dent on the side and yellow marks. Hey, you got you got a full <laughs> tank of gas out of that. <laughs> um, all right. Um. Let's uh, see, you've talked to them, uh, and Angela. Well, we get to see her first kind of performance. and uh, It was... 
Obviously, she sang well in it and could have sang better. What she was missing in the performance was heart. Mm. Um, even in the even in the animated form of this, like I could tell she was just singing because she was told to sing. There's no emotion behind the words. Right. And I'm wondering if they told the uh, the person who sang for the recording to sing like that. Okay. Like, to not put that emotion in. One thing that I noticed about her is I think her self-confidence is a ruse. Again, like, a lot of small lines are just, like, throwing random big themes at me. And this is one of them. I, I think her self-confidence is fake. And it's like if I were to turn to you and be like, I'm the coolest, right? Yeah. Like, and I say that, like, in a confident tone, I'm actually looking for affirmation. Yeah. I want you to say yes. So I'm essentially ask, asking you a question um, that is a yes or no question so I can get an affirmation of what I want. And I think that's the description of Angela's, like, big self-confidence. Right. I think it's an error, and I think it's used as a ruse to seek affirmation. All right. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. And then, of course, uh, Carolyn Tuesday, I don't know if we need to really go and talk about... Well, I guess, where do you think they're going in the next few episodes here? Like, what, what happened in the last three? Uh, they're going to, as as the uh, as the kids might stay, they're going to stay on their grind. I'm hip, kids. <laughs> fellow youths um, there's not much that you can predict to them they'll, they'll probably have more small situations where they show togetherness like the one that they had in 6 where they just like let's do a rock song let's do it now and then just like making it on the spot sort of thing um so i'm not sure the development for them i'm thinking whatever future development happens to them will be in relation to whatever the conflict is either person as an antagonist or uh a theme or barrier as a as the conflict point right overall thinking of anything where the show might be going next not especially uh had i seen any large changes in the characters as of yet yeah. like I, I i didn't see like a big change or alteration in them just more elaboration this is kind of like a slow boil of characters yeah. slowly introducing them and uh unraveling them just Carol and Tuesday were definitely like here's large points about them. They wear it on their sleeves so that you can get attached to those characters quickly. But uh, they're rolling out everyone slowly, and I'm really enjoying that. Finding out these little things or assuming these little things about the characters as it progresses. Uh, I wouldn't have if I were to have any predictions for. I believe the next set will be seven through nine. 
introduction of the conflict. We might have another throwaway episode. Um, and I mean, throwaway, I mean something that doesn't prog progress the plot and just develops the characters themselves. Right. Something like four. Uh, we're likely to see... issues with Tuesday's mother and I'm hoping not too much politicking I hope more just peripheral stuff related to her uh, but I would like to see an interaction between Tuesday and her brother right and that's likely to happen and Ertigan he's he's gonna have his turnaround it's going to be because of Tuesday. On it now. <laughs> in the next few episodes or in the near future? Uh, episode 9. Putting a hard stamp on that. And that's when it's going to happen. Right? Uh, I'm actually, actually, Ertigan's becoming one of my favorite characters. I'm not surprised. Uh, the reason why I, th I think I thought he was self self-absorbed to start. I know this is kind of out of nowhere. Um, but I'm really wondering if that's just a stage character at this point. Yeah. Cause he had that, that psych up, uh, point where he was like, where Roddy replied to him, you're the best Ertigan that you've ever been. And that mm -hmm. made me just think is like, is this just a big stage, uh, facade, like a yeah. stage character that he plays. And I mean, a lot of artists do that. Very true. Um, any anything tropey that you're seeing this time around? I know we kind of talked about that before. You said you had no idea how tropey it was going to be. It's in most. It seems to be avoiding a lot of the ones that you might expect from this style of this genre of like animated um, media. Most things would have introduced a romantic interest at this point. Yeah. Uh, probably around four or five. Most things would have uh, already introduced like a ma major antagonist point or conflict point, which they haven't done as of yet. Uh, I'd be both sad or disappointed if it just kept going as is. Okay. And there wasn't a major conflict thing. Um, but that's just me coming from more standardized media, especially Western television. It's terrible yeah. in that way. Um, but I would be super happy if they just... At least in season one, if they just kept like romance out of it, except maybe yeah. like Roddy pining for the girls. Yeah. Because he's not pining for Gus. <laughs> that you know of. That I know of. <laughs> um, so, let me. I mean, I'm still shipping Roddy and Angela, so. <laughs> Checks out. Oh, I think that covers most of those. I am going to say this. Um, I am seeing a theme that I can clearly define. 
I know from how you're answering these questions you see, but you haven't put words to it. Nice. Oh, so this is so fun. Yeah. In, yeah, you keep skirting around it, and I think, again, I think it partially fills some of that, that like conflict and such that you're talking about, um, in the antagonist. But we're gonna leave it there. Just let you simmer on that one there for a little bit. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna like listen to these back and just like have it blow my mind. Yeah. Because <laughs> because you definitely skirt on the. The one that I've been trying to point you towards without pointing you towards it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, I guess any other any other thoughts on it before we wrap up here? Uh, one thing that I noticed, and they were able to express well, and this goes back to uh, five and six. Um, they were able to express it really well in a small amount of writing and like very small amount of screen time. Uh, but all the, like all the old business pros, be yeah. it, um, Gus's ex-wife who was absolutely awesome. Uh, the, the lady who owned the independent club who was fantastic. And then of course my boy Skip and yeah, uh, I'm not not sure about crystal yet i'm sure she has some sage like advice too but skips my boy uh they all gave this impression that they understood where carol and tuesday were coming from and where they are in their journey um and like that knowing nod that knowing smile they seem to have and like their very small interactions or discussions regarding carol on tuesday and it's just it's one of the things that this entire series has done the best so far yeah. um using very small interactions to highlight what's going on in the series yeah. as a whole and I'm thinking we're going to see more and more of that. Like, if I were to rewatch one through six, I'd probably be like, oh, yeah, there's another one and another one. Yeah. Yeah, that's about it. All right. Uh, with that, then, we'll wrap up the second wall here. Uh, make sure to check out uh, Media Club next time, where we'll be discussing the little hours. And we'll be back with uh, Carol and Tuesday, episode three, which we'll cover at seven through nine uh, right after that. We'll all be up on your podcast network of choice, a list which can be found at beardingthebeast.com. And we're also on most social media platforms, so join us there. Thanks for joining Beard and the Beast Second Wall. Have a great week, and see you next time. Later.